Welcome to episode 171 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with our good friends and uh, neighbors. Compatriots? And compatriots. Comrades. Sarah Marie Comradist. and Marshall Bach. Uh, Sarah is, of course, the producer of all of the shows on the Spec Network, including this episode of Design Details and all episodes of Design Details. Uh, Marshall is a designer at YouTube. This was a different episode than normal. We talked about side projects. Yeah. Which this is. This is very meta. It was uh, meta. It was much more casual. We've had both of them on the show before individually uh, and on separate mm-hmm. occasions. Pretty this, frequently. <laughs> uh, so this is a much more casual episode. We uh, hope it is fun to Marshall's listen to. Marshall's Five Timers Club, like Steve Martin we on hope, SNL. We hope you take something away He's from Steve it. Steve Marshall. Let us know if you like the format. For us, we really enjoy these roundtable kind of episodes. They're a good chance for us to kind of just catch up with our friends and talk about things that are going on in our lives. Uh, we hope it's interesting. Let us know what you think on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM uh, or tweet at any of us individually. We'd love to chat. We could use some reviews on iTunes. I've read all the ones there many, many times. Yes. We need some updated stuff, guys. Before we get into the episode, we want to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible. Wayne. Wayno is a digital agency making beautiful products out of Reykjavik, New York, and San Francisco. There's some of our good friends and some of the best designers in the industry. Holy shit. Jenny Johansson's new portfolio is amazing. Yo, that Chopsa. Yes. How do you say that? Chopsa? Chop S-E. That is her Twitter handle. Wayno makes amazing products for companies you've heard of and love. Folks like Google and Airbnb and Reuters and Boosted Boards and Zero and on and on. Their client All list the good companies. and case studies are absolutely fantastic. They're inspiring to look at. And they're sponsoring the show because they just want you to check them out. They want you to see what they're up chill. to. They are are so happy to support us and we can't thank them enough. So You say so happy, but really they're just moderately happy. So what do you got to do? First, they're so, so happy. Check out their work on their website at wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. Their case studies, amazing, super inspiring. And then follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Dribbble because holy shit, their team is, their team all has access to their Twitter account. It's the greatest. They are hilarious. They're sharing all their work and branding progress on their Instagram. And of course, their Dribbble, if you ever need to get inspired, consistently unbelievable work from amazing people uh, that I am so happy to know brag thank you so much to wayno for making this episode possible again check them out at wayno.co uh if you are looking for a change of pace they're hiring if you want to work out of their office in new york or here in san francisco building awesome products with rad people go to their website click the careers link in their header and tell them we sent you they're also looking for office mates in their new york office if you want to check it out office.wayno.nyc thanks so much again to wayno and with that let's get into episode 171 with sarah marie and marshall bach been in this room in so long you guys you forgot it was so warm yeah yeah i'm having to take off the hoodie it gets warm in this little room don your reading rainbow t-shirt yeah kickstarter what? Yep. it's my, a nice my, little eight bit lavar burton exactly jordy reading the books don't take my word for it oh <laughs> take a look it's, it's in, in a, a book, book. <laughs> so good <laughs> I think they. I think part of this campaign was that they released. Um, they're releasing Reading Rainbow episodes online now too, so it's oh, not just rad. on TV. Yeah, I used to love Reading Rainbow. 
Yep, that's why I kickstarted it. Okay, so we always start by letting our guests introduce themselves in their own words, however you want. No one knows who either of you are, so this might take a while. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, you're going to go first? Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Age before beauty. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <sighs> I'm ugly uh, and old. <laughs> All right. Uh, my the name crone is- Marshall Bach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name's Marshall Bach. Uh, my name's Marshall Bach. Uh, I am a designer at YouTube. Um, I lead the YouTube gaming team. I also have contributed to some spec stuff in the past and in the future. The once in future host. Yes. Yes. Very good. What about you, person who, <laughs> other person we haven't met yet? Unspoiled one. Yeah. Wow. The unsullied. Uh, young beauty. <laughs> Assuming no one read the uh, title of this episode. That got weird. Uh, my name is Sarah Murray. I am the producer for Spec Network, and I've been on here a couple times. Mm-hmm. Been on a few shows with Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Just I'm Marshall? Curious. And you've been on a show with well, Just Marshall? And with, and with, huh? I mean, like... Okay. I see how it Marshall's is. I see another how it is. Marshall's another guest. We've got to give like him a little more credit. Come on, you guys. They hear you guys all <laughs> it, like credit. every week. Yeah. <laughs> they hear you two every week. Yeah. Bryn, Sarah, and I and Joshua Sortino used to do a show called Vicarious where we talked about pop culture basically. Thirty episodes, right? Uh, did you did we make it that far? 29. 29. We, we left the 30 spot open 30. so we could do a special event one at some point. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll come back to it for something special. Next Doctor Star Strange. Wars movie or something. Westworld. Yo, the mm. next Star Wars movie is next month, so... Oh. Wait, hang on. Well, I, I want to talk about this. Why did Vicarious shut down? Oh. Yeah, guys, why did Vicarious <laughs> shut down? Marshall didn't want to shut it down. No. Uh, I well, liked it. Uh, I can't, we okay. liked it, too. The problem yeah. was it took more of... <laughs> God, it took so much of everyone's time. It, I think on average it took eight hours to produce an episode because we made it so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah, tried we to talk. cut it down to an hour and we struggled with that. And then we did insane show notes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, Sarah, that was on me though. It was like, unmaintainable. We'd record for so long and then Sarah would have to cut it down to an hour and that takes so long. Yeah. There was so much time before we started recording where we were just like chill and then we'd record for two and a half hours and then and then later after you were done editing i would spend my wednesday evenings doing all the show notes this is the hard part being friends with your co-host like you actually kind of just want to hang out together and Mm -hmm. you're like eventually oh hey we should record a thing now (laughs) but then it became a job too right so then yeah. it felt like we weren't, I, yeah, we weren't really having the, uh, the show notes towards the end. Yeah. It never quite got critical mass either. Like, yeah. yeah. We had, a, I mean, like uh, maybe like a thousand, fifteen hundred listeners or if something. If it had which, like a thousand per hour, I'd, I would have been happy and we could have like made yeah. that thing work. But like if you think of a thousand people in a room, like that's a that's a that's pretty crazy. large crowd of people I mean, th- in a that's room. That's a huge room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a large room. Yeah, I but think like, we ended up cool... getting like four hundred max. Hmm? Um, we didn't get very many. We got like fifteen hundred an episode. We did? No, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did all right. It took it took like a couple weeks to get there. Yeah. Like first day was like eight hundred, and well, then it would go. We up. never really defined it well at first. It was kind of what we did to get away from work, which I yeah. think was how we related it to the network, but really it was more a chance for us to kind of vent about what pop culture things we were excited about. <laughs> yeah, just bullshit about stuff. <laughs> so, which were conversations we had anyway. And right. one of the big problems was that we no longer had those fun conversations personally. True. It was only on the show and we'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Save it for private carries. Yeah. Well, because yeah. my, my thing was I didn't want to talk about stuff and then ha- and have a conversation, a, a legitimate conversation, and then have to recreate that conversation artificially mm-hmm. to be recorded. And we do this for design details. If we're having a conversation beforehand trying to get to know the guest, we'll be like, wait, we should save this for the show. We should talk about it yeah. then. Yeah. It's so hard Which to replicate. Which is fine for that. But if it's just a bunch of friends wanting to talk about weird stuff that we're doing in the week it gets really weird to stop yeah. a conversation and say we should do this while we're recording because you're like no but i want to talk about it now so i think the frustrating thing then was that the thing that we really enjoyed previously and the reason the whole reason we wanted to make the show is because we enjoyed these conversations mm-hmm. became stressful for like everyone involved yeah it yeah. sucked jo- yeah. josh couldn't show up <laughs> he's not even here now <laughs> we didn't invite him but he's not here mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, okay, so this is why I invited you all on my show today, because I want to hear show. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Prince dying. I think this is pretty interesting, right? Because we all like to do all these things on the side naturally, and then as soon as we put it out into the world and there's like an audience and you have a sponsor, things mm-hmm. start to change. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, Bryn and I, we recently went down to one episode of Design Details a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, and that was a successful thing. Mostly, to, like to we've me, been really lucky with yeah, this. Yeah, but it was balancing that stress and like, even though this is a fun thing with friends, it was really, really stressful. Two yeah. a week is a breakneck speed, man. That's yeah. two so hours of content per week is mm-hmm. yeah. That was a lot more than we expected, but we started it because we found more success than we expected. Right. So we doubled it because we wanted to make the most of that. Yeah. You showed me your list before you even started recording and it was huge. So. I couldn't believe it. Like yeah. we, we wanted to get eight guests and we got like 128 the first, mm-hmm. I don't know, really fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice. Yeah. That's a nice round. Number. That was the last. That was the last time I checked. As a, and then yeah. something was, yeah. as, a, as a fan of, You're of, right. <laughs> of multiples of eight, one twenty eight <laughs> is a really nice number. It's a really small hard drive, but a really nice number. Okay, but, but Brian, so, I think well, you hit something too because, two. like, yeah. that was the thing that sucked about shutting down Vicarious. It wasn't just like shutting it down. It was having to hear from everybody who listened to it say what's going on yeah. where did it go yeah. Yeah, bring it back i want to listen episode. to it yeah i yeah. want to listen to it again mm-hmm. when are you doing another episode so many people have come up to me and said that was my favorite show why did you shut it down yeah. and i'm sitting there going oh mm-hmm. <laughs> because we couldn't grow the network well, with mm-hmm. yeah like there were better ways to spend our time honestly yeah. also there's the a hard thousand part. other shows like that you know we, we so could be not as, not as cool and as fun and as funny <laughs> as ours was clearly it, uh, it kind of sucks because it it was fun the hard part is like we knew that we could be more effective to more people if we did something else instead yeah, yeah. That ROI. Was the hard decision. yeah. yeah. so what yeah. is that what is that something else well i think Marshall and I are working on a new show. Okay. That's a different thing. But we also, we started more things with the network and Sarah had no time to produce them. Yeah. Now I can do, I was able to pick up orthogonal. I was able to pick up runtime. Well, we've, we've done, we started fragmented after that, I think. I was able to do mm-hmm. fragmented. That was, yeah. I think there was some overlap on that. That was probably the last like six weeks. Yeah. Or we so. got like three or four more shows because of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I got my Wednesday nights back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is it just a prioritization thing? Like, Are you always like, busy on Wednesday nights then, man? I thought we were cool. We live in the same building. I did show notes. Oh. Be, oh. Why I aren't see, we hanging out every Wednesday night? Because uh, he doesn't apartment. have to do I show notes it, anymore. Because he has a new dog and a girlfriend. He mm-hmm. doesn't have time for you, Bryn. No, but I, I think this is pretty interesting because side projects are, I hope, stem from something fun but people like to have some sort of response and a thousand, fifteen hundred people listening to each episode every single week 
what separates that from being worth it? Like, is it a number? Is it an amount of time? Is it an amount of money? Like, when do these things become worth it versus too much trouble and you have to like prioritize accordingly? I mean, I think probably the biggest, like most obvious impactful thing for us as people was Mm -hmm. this social tax it took as far as like not being able to have the conversations that we wanted to have. And, you know, whenever we hung out, it was business, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that was the aspect of it that I understood the most. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I enjoy hosting things with all of you. Like that right. was something I quickly discovered. Well, cause but... I, I brought up constructive maybe two weeks after we yeah. stopped doing I was like, Vicarious. We, we have to do something yeah, together. Still like, want to do we, something. We, we realized very quickly. Originally Vicarious was just supposed to be you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't work too well. Yeah, we recorded the first episode like five times. Something like that. <laughs> which we've already refer- recorded the first episode of Constructive at least once. <laughs> and we have not shipped it because it's not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. But Maybe I think that's a testament a to our high bar. Well, we, we brought on a producer. Ah, yes. <laughs> As you well know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing for us was like, not only did it have a social tax, but for Sarah, especially it was a relative effort, right? Like success becomes relative to the other shows for her. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, no, I agree true? with you. I agree with you. Um, I really, the bummer, the, the bummer about vicarious was that, uh, I really enjoyed doing that episode. That was the one that I got the most joy out of editing because which it, one vicarious. No. Oh, I thought you meant a specific episode. Oh, the, oh, the show. Just the, the show, show in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I looked forward to editing it. But the thing that sucked at the end was that I wanted to do so many other things. Yeah. And it was eating up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. And then it just became stressful. Like it turned from being something that I enjoyed doing every week to being really stressful. And um, I was really like late on releasing yeah. a lot of the episodes for Marshall. And then I felt bad for Marshall because then he was sitting there spending so much time doing the show notes. I did two show notes, two episodes I did show notes for, and they took four hours each, mm-hmm. which well, that, was just insane. This is what I wanted to get to is because Brian, how, did, how long does it take you to do show notes for a one hour show? 40 minutes. Yeah. So you were, you listen at two X, uh, 1.5, 1.8. Yeah. When things become like the the stressful factor is a lot more meaningful, it sounds like than the audience or whether or not you're making money, and I think that's pretty important. Uh, well, I think like because you know we went from two to one on design details, and the then, audience speaks to the relative piece. I think like when the audience is hitting fifteen hundred people, even if those fifteen hundred people love it, compared to our other shows that do five thousand or ten thousand or fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, whatever. It, it becomes a comparison game. If it's taking that much time for less impact, it's hard to continue. Okay, so then let me pause this. Uh, you guys are working on a new show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, at, at the risk of this sounding like just a giant spec plug. Uh, you guys are working <laughs> on a new show, Brandon Marshall. Uh, it's going to be video called Constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can say like what the idea is really quickly, but then let's just quickly get into like what is the measure of success then? Is it... Like how how do you avoid the same trap of two friends having these conversations? You're almost doing the same thing, but slightly uh, different premise, right? Well, I mean, to that last point, I'll, I'll let Brandon talk about like, what the purpose of the show is. But I think to the, to to that last point, the any conversation we have before recording will inform the recording. Mm-hmm. I, I think the I think this show is going to be more premeditated. Um, 
intentionally in a way that vicarious wasn't premeditated. It was like the the whole point of it was to be spontaneous and like this is this is what we're thinking and we're actually having this conversation in real time as opposed to we're going to figure out what the show is, make it really nice, tight, and you know high high quality and, and professional. Um, as opposed to just a bunch of friends sitting around talking. Many of the best shows are scripted. Like mm-hmm. many of the best podcasts, many of the best video shows are scripted, at least to some degree. And I think that lends a level of polish to it that you can't get in something that is just a broad interview yeah, like yeah. this. Well, including this one. Like this yeah. episode is 100% scripted. We've been prepping <laughs> this for the last four hours. Oh, totally. Right. And yeah. turn the page. Um, so Bryn, uh, paragraph three. So what's constructive about? Uh, so constructive, the it kind of came from conversations we'd have in the Slack team where people would kind of, I think, misrepresent the goals of a design team. And so we wanted to approach... Wait, uh, what? Can you give an example? So people would be like, I designed this thing. I don't have any data for it, but I believe that it's the right thing to do and people won't just give me the benefit of the doubt. So like, they, they just kind of assume that because they're the designer, they should have the final say. Okay. So we wanted to approach... Um, new and updated apps break down the patterns we saw and like kind of explain the business decisions behind them. Wow, that was <laughs> behind them. <laughs> behind them. Business decisions. Leave it in. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I'll leave no, that's that in. Staying in. We wanted to break down the business decisions behind them because <laughs> it's funnier when I say that that way. Them. We, we wanted to break, break down your business decisions. <laughs> Can we put that after that episode? We wanted to break down the business decisions behind the best interfaces like in the business, the things that people like give attention to. Uh, okay, so this or, or worst, and kind of um explain where the logic comes from and kind of a lot of that has to be inference. But yeah, a yeah. lot of things are telegraphed a little bit, right? Like you can see when Instagram releases Instagram stories that they're trying to compete with Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So the, they, they are for sure. So the points where they differ, there has to be a reason for why they differ. And, and so, one big point is that it's attached to Instagram. <laughs> so it's critique. It's critique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the reason it's called constructive is that it's not trying to tear anything down. Yep. It's not trying, uh, you know, we, we both have or do work on apps um, and know the process and understand mm. like how much blood, sweat and tears goes into um, that process and you know the, there are people behind it and it's not just the thing that gets pushed out by a giant company so we respect that and I think that's something we're going to bring to it but um, so at the same time that we're looking at it um, from from that view of like oh, why do they make all these decisions uh, of course it's going to be speculative but mm-hmm. um, it's also which originally was called speculative yeah originally yeah, it was called speculative <laughs> which was pretty on brand for spec uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah I think I think the idea now is to Think of why they made these decisions and and postulate uh, as a. I think constructive criticism at a high level is kind of lacking in our industry publicly. I think a lot of companies do it well internally, from what I've seen, but that's a hard thing to communicate externally, and people kind of don't know what it means. We get people who call themselves critics and are very like dismissive of other people's work, and I think that's a negative thing for our industry. Mm-hmm. So setting a good example is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you avoid the same outcome? Of, like, what disclaimers? It, no, no, no. no. Uh, sorry, the outcome, the outcome being, uh, like, is there a measure of success that says this is something worth pursuing? We, we literally so we, talked about that tonight, like right before this. Yeah, thing, before we came over, we we had well, this I very conversation. Here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I asked Brenna. I was like, what what would be 
what would be your expectation for the first episode doing well? Like how many views or yeah. you know, what, what's the metric? And that's, I think the only reasonable way to set that when we started uh, design details, we set a goal. I think we told our first sponsor that we expected 3000 listens over the first month. Okay. Do you remember this? Yeah, I was there. We got 10,000 <laughs> in the first like week. Yeah. And so we, we felt really good about that. Uh-huh. We had no idea what to expect, though, clearly. Right, right, right. So w- what? after doing this for almost two years now, or a year and a half, year and eight months, whatever, something silly, yeah. a, a year and 11 months, right? Uh, two years. January 5th. Two years ago yesterday, you asked me if you want, I wanted to do a podcast. Cool. Aww. So that's, that's a good way to do it. It was our friendship um, so it's been, anniversary. Ha- yeah, happy podcast anniversary. <laughs> we literally oh met like a week before that. Oh, uh, so oh, basically, so adorable. Basically, no, 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 hold my hand. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> basically, two two years ago, we started doing this. We had no idea. Now we kind of have an idea of what we expect from a show for stats. And I've also started releasing videos at Figma. I didn't know what to expect for them. Now, I think that a good success metric would be something like a thousand listens in the first week. A thousand views. A thousand views. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Look at this changing formats. I have no idea. And, and another interesting thing about and, this is this is a video thing. Totally mm-hmm. un. Oh, I think part of the reason this appealed to both of us is this is kind of, there, there's kind of a void, a space void in in the offerings of <laughs> yeah. of this. Like, you know, there's tons of podcasts, and there are video things. Uh, but but nothing really in this area. Right. So I think a lot of things have been very conceptual. Like um, Dave Wiskus used to do a show that yeah. was very conceptual uh, about design overall. Uh, up, what was it called? Um, I honestly can't. I, I, he did like eight or nine episodes or something. Higher something. Oh, a higher elevation. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, and those were good. I, yep, I watched all those. But I think that because it's at a higher level. Um, that kind of limits the amount of topics you can have. So I think getting a little lower level and trying to build up a pattern from scratch and kind of understand what the thinking was around that, I think that provides a new topic every single time someone updates an app, which is every Thursday, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we're hoping that uh, also part of this is like comparing the patterns, right? Not just like speculating why the patterns were done, but also like just breaking down yeah. like, how was this achieved? Yeah, yeah. How did they do this, and how does it compare to other ways of achieving the same goal in other apps? Um, what is the default for the platform? Mm-hmm. How did they break away from that? Did got- they stick close to it in some ways and break it in others? Mm-hmm. I think those are valuable things to talk about. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool, yeah. and I hope so. The the other thing is we want to keep the time limit on it to two and a half hours per episode. So the oh, amount of time uh, we spend on no, 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 production time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was like, guys, guys, <laughs> we, I have some critical yeah. feedback. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to make a movie every week. Yeah. No, we, we want some we want it to make yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the Lord of the Rings yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. We want it to be five to ten minutes per episode. Oh, great. And we're thinking that potentially a single topic might take up multiple episodes. So there'll yeah. be like a... We could break it down further. Yeah, a bundle. Per, you yeah. know, So we could, you know, yeah, release them in... One at a time, but there will be like a, a trilogy or a quadrilogy of, of episodes that are all based on the same thing, but attacking the same thing from of different angles. Of vexillology. How many is that? That's the study of flag making. Oh, yeah. Vexil- yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Vexillology. <laughs> it's just a great word. The, uh, it messes you up because there's a lol in the middle. I watched that TED Talk with the, with the 99% Invisible Roman guy. Mars, yeah. yeah Roman he Mars. did an episode on it that I was Really to. good. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. Flags, guys. That, that's flags. how I know that word, vexillology. 
The uh, the best part about starting the way you guys are starting with the video stuff, I think, is that is that we had a producer from the word go. Yep, that uh, that's exactly what I was going to say, Bryn. Um, <laughs> way to cut her off, Bryn. The uh, <laughs> the best part about starting there is um, that you've got you've laid down some groundwork, but you also have room to let the show grow for itself. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that a lot of people forget is that the show will grow itself. Like you have to go where the show wants to go. Cause when you start out, you might have a very, it's like vicarious. Mm-hmm. We, you two started out thinking it was just going to be the two of you. And then we, we were kind of the entire plot of Ant-Man three times. Eventually uh, it grew God. to four people and it grew into something yeah, totally yeah. different than how you expected yeah. when you first started that out. That is an amazing point. Sorry. Yeah. But I think, Keep, wait, well, finish it, finish it. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying because you're starting at such a, an awesome foundation baseline for it. I think that gives it room to stretch its legs and move in a direction that you might not expect, but it's going to, it, it sounds like you two are open enough that it's going to be a welcome. I, yeah. I want to expand transition. on that actually, because I think this is how side projects work. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is actually just yeah a general point about side projects is, which is really a topic of this episode. <laughs> yeah. This is a round table oh, on side projects. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. we gotten there yet? That's right. <laughs> Anyone who's still listening, uh, <laughs> we're talking about side projects. Um, Design details, uh, vicarious, now constructive, spec itself. Uh, For those of you who don't know what spec is, that is our kind of network that we yeah, yeah. kind uh, of halfway figured even, out and even, haven't communicated very well. Even the the design details blog posts, like all of these things, we could have sat around a table for literally months and years and planned like what's the perfect way to execute yeah. on this idea and crafted all these ideas. But instead what we, all of us did kind of just almost naturally is like came up with the premise and tried uh well constructive you're trying to ship the thing and then mm-hmm. see where it takes you so for mm-hmm. design details we recorded one episode realized it was bad learned from those mistakes re-recorded like, and iterated and then if we think about the first episode like that's something that like really stands out to me is it was a remote episode which we no longer do yeah yeah, yeah. we tried to write down all the topics we wanted to cover which we no longer do yeah yeah mm-hmm. Luckily, we had a guest, Sam Sophis, who was willing to work with us to make it a better episode yeah. because he'd done previous podcast yeah. interviews. But I, I like this idea of sh- just putting something out there, knowing that you have you will have time to iterate over it. And I think yeah. that's actually, if I think about, this is why you moved into our building, right? So we could iterate <laughs> on the show. Partly, it's a dope, dope building. Uh, yeah, the, the other thing building. too is, uh, I I still struggle with this every day as we think about spec and the products we want to build mm. is wanting so bad for it to be perfect when we put it out in the world yeah. and this fear of this like finality of, of announcing that you've built something and mm-hmm. so you kind of delay mm-hmm. that moment as long mm-hmm. as you can and I find myself doing that quite a lot with the things that we're designing and building on the side. This has been yeah. one of the interesting things about being at Figma has been that I've got basically like very short deadlines and a lot of things I don't feel are fully complete mm-hmm. but I know that they can provide value at the level that they're at. So I've started releasing them. That, that's you know, made it easier on me. It this takes is, courage is, to do that too, right? You have to be able to say, okay, well, this is going to change and we're going to I change it. I know it's it, missing but we ports, need, but courage. We need somewhere to start. <laughs> we need somewhere to start to like go <laughs> there next. Like you can't make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. You have to let you have to let your content make some of the decisions for but you. It, yeah. Well, I think you're getting at a point, or, sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but I think you're getting at a point Earlier, it reminds me of a study I read once where 
um, they had taken uh, a class and uh, they had assigned a project, or, or I forget exactly what the setup was, but basically the takeaway was half of the students were asked to tell what their project was going to be beforehand, and half were uh, asked to keep it secret. And uh, at the end of whatever their deadline was, the group that kept their project secret was much more likely to actually finish it than the group that had announced what mm. they were going to do because that's um, not what I expected. It, right. But, but the reason reasoning that they, they found was that the people who said what they wanted to do got all of the adulation of people being like, Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And so they got the dopamine hit yeah. of like, Oh, uh, I, you know, I don't actually have to do it now because I've already felt the goodness <laughs> that, 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 and the people who had hidden it are like, are like, making yeah. it really good and like, oh people are gonna love this when it's done and and so the yeah. the gratification was delayed so they <laughs> Our were more first likely... episode was called brag driven development right <laughs> <laughs> but you know that same science applies to dieting and working out people mm-hmm. that announce i'm going to right lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. have a higher fail rate because mm-hmm. they feel so good about imagining themselves working out that they don't mm-hmm. actually work out yep uh I, other, I totally think it's true i think the other thing i struggle with and i'd love your perspective on how you think about this is when I'm doing work at Facebook, I understand this iterative mindset. Like I understand how to put stuff out in the world and mm-hmm. and shape it over time. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I really have a hard time with that with side projects. I will futz around with it that's, and never publish it. I think that's like, where well, I was well, coming from with the Figma thing is like, I understand it there yeah, yeah. because it's, so, it's not me necessarily, even though a lot of it is. But how do, how do we bring that back to side projects do you like, think how do how do i do you think that's an that ego mind? thing do you think that's yeah. do you think that's yeah. external pressures from other team members and things like that it's probably an ego thing maybe you don't think it's external pressures do you think it's you like think a, it's a manager assignment thing i mean it's all sorts of things I, I, I think the frustrating thing for me is i understand i understand conceptually what i should do but i'm too uh, n- nervous about it, and like I, I'm, I feel lucky that I've overcome that with design details and spec, and and some of the mm-hmm. the things I've put on my website and stuff like that. But every fucking time, it's really hard. Well, I, I mean, I think part of it is just start, and that's the thing that we've kind of been. How many uh, side projects having... have we started together, though? <laughs> A lot, and yeah. that doesn't yeah. count the ones that I've done on my own. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, you kind of just have to start. Um, but I think there's something beautiful in that trial, though, right? Because it doesn't say, like, if you start something, you're going to finish it. And yeah. you have to be okay with that, too. There's also Is not that, being like, stubborn, sometimes, right? Yeah, sometimes you just had a bad idea, and I'm glad you explored it, and I'm glad you tried it. But yeah. you just got to pull a plug on stuff that doesn't work. And don't let that discourage you. Mm-hmm. Go on to the next thing. Learn from it. Take notes from it and say, okay, well, that sucked, but did we learn anything cool from this experience and can we take it to something new? Sometimes yeah. that takes years. Sometimes that takes months. Sometimes that only takes a couple of weeks, but I think, I think it's okay. I think it's, it's okay. It's okay to say I'm giving up on this. Iteration. But can... Don't stop, but don't stop there. Don't focus on the failure. What's of it. the last thing you give up on? Me? Yeah. Me. It can be an <laughs> brand. <laughs> They're uh, married, yeah. by the way. I gave up on brand a long time ago. <laughs> no, so what, what's the last thing you give up on? It doesn't have to be spec or side project related. Um Take your time. I know. I that's that's an interest it's a hard question because my life has been consumed by spec. I don't really get much time to focus on like 
the little things that I want to do. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but like diets I give up on all the time. Mm, and I'm preach. always and I'm always just like, well, that sucked. We'll try it again in a week, I guess. Yeah. Maybe this time I'll have more discipline. I don't get down about it, but I always try to learn a little bit more about like, well, how what what was what made you give up this time? What was it? You went to a party and that party had a lot of pizza and you really wanted the pizza. <laughs> but you work out like three times more than anyone I know. Yeah, but I mean as I get older that's not helpful, right? And the reason I work out and like try to watch my like what I'm consuming is because of like medical issues that go way back. I like don't want to lose yeah. my kidneys and I don't want to become diabetic. Genes, huh? Yeah. Genes are great. Hmm. Marshall, uh, uh but yeah. I don't know. I I guess like yeah, I'm going to circle back to it. Like you give up on something, but and you can get mad about it for a little while, but don't let it ruin it for you. Don't let it don't let it stop you from looking for other opportunities to do something cool. I think that's something where people kind of get confused is they see iteration on a very small scale, like granular iteration, whereas iteration can be on a very broad scale, right? Like we could take I mean, this isn't super broad, but like we could take Vicarious and know that this wasn't a content channel for us because X, Y, and Z and take that and translate it into a new show that's completely unrelated, except for that we saw some things that worked in it and figured, okay, these next ingredients combined with it will be successful. Yeah. Uh, what was the last thing you guys gave up on? Just for fun. I, I do app redesigns, like just for fun. Uh, I never, I rarely show them to people. It's more just for my own edification of like, I don't like how this app works or how this app looks. Like, I'm just going to redesign it. So like, how would I, well, like a lot of it is the, oh, you think you're so good. How would you do it? Kind of thing. Like, you know, this, I, don't, I don't like how this works. Like, okay, asshole. Like, if you were going to do it, how would you do it? And then get into the weeds of like, ah, how would you lay out this information? And da, da, da. Um, it's more of a challenge to myself of like, um, justifying my uh unhappiness with um you know the stuff that i see i guess um partly to keep myself in check yeah. you know as like uh so did you give up doing that no no but i mean like these things i do and i never do anything with them like i could put them on fucking dribble or twitter or something and like sh share them out and be like hey look i redesigned this thing you know, no offense to the people who worked on it, but like, I like this better and I think this would be better. Um, one of, one of them, for example, is run P. Are you, are you familiar with run, run P? Run P. Run P. Is it P. about peeing? Is it finding the nearest toilet? Uh, run P is an awesome service. And this is the thing is like, usually it's an awesome thing that does, that, that is, is, uh, provides a great service. It just has bad front end on it. it like the, the UX is bad. It's not shiny enough. Yeah. So it's about uh, where like, to empty uh, your bladder. Yeah, figuratively shiny. Um, so RunP is a really great service that uh, uh, documents the times during movies when it's best to leave to go to the bathroom. So uh, you go to a movie, you look and like, okay, after this person says this line, it doesn't really give anything away, but it's like, 
after so and so says this line, you have like three minutes where nothing really happens, and here's a summary of what happens、uh, while you're gone. So while you're running to the bathroom, you can read the thing, come back, and and you haven't really missed anything in the movie, which is a great service. It's fucking awesome, and they and it's like a guy and his sister or something that run the thing, and it's a web view in the app, and the web view is not good, and there's less, but like the actual functionality is outstanding. So. I was like, well, how would I do this better, or like, you know, just take everything that they've already done and, and present it more nicely. Wait, I have a question.、Mm-hmm. What movie did you want? Did you watch? The, what movie did you want? What movie did you watch that caused you to look that up to see if that's a thing? Lord、uh, of the Rings. Did、uh, you like leave a movie and you were like, I just missed the best part of the movie? No. Know, I think it. I think when it first came out, I had seen an article about it or something. I was just like. Tangentially aware of it, and that marketing、um, though. I have a I have a、uh, bladder the size of maybe an apple,、oh, so、uh, I'm thinking maybe、huge. like five ounces.、Oh, can, anatomy details. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is TMI <laughs> by spec. <laughs> maybe not the shape of an apple. I don't know what a bladder. Our is new show.、Like、too much information. <laughs>、yeah. Marshall, when was the last time you really held your bladder? <laughs> oh my god, I mean, we should、really? do a show called Too Much Information Architecture. <laughs> <laughs> TMIA,、uh, yeah,、uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how I came about it, but it was just one of those things. And I, 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 I think I was in a movie and just wondering, like, I know that I'm probably gonna have to pee in the middle of this movie. It, usually, it's if I like the movie a lot, the likelihood of me having to pee during it is higher than if I'm bored and don't give a shit. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, I think I was. I have an excitable bladder. It's <laughs> <laughs> true.、Uh, Yeah, you want to go see Doctor Strange? <laughs> <laughs> Pee beforehand. But、uh, yeah, find the find to the your point、part. earlier when you're talking about iteration and just getting something out there.、Uh, Made me think of a couple of things, which is well, f- first off, that was my main problem when I joined Google. Was there's very much a philosophy at Google of we iterate in the field. You ship an MVP and then you iterate in the field,、um, which I am. I I would keep something close and and tweak it f- until eternity. If, if I had, yeah, kill your darlings. If I had my, my brothers,、precious. I would do that. <laughs>、um, so, but I would I would I would、Did、absolutely do that. So I think、uh, one thing that I've heard over the years and and has proven true, I think, is if you give yourself six months, you'll fill it, and if you give yourself a year, you'll fill it. Like、um, however much time you give yourself, that's how much time it'll take within reason, right? If you if you give yourself an extra month, you you'll just work slower, or the team will work slower to meet that same deadline. So you're you might be better off like bringing that deadline a week or a month closer because you'll still hit it. It'll be frantic and rushed, but it's always fucking frantic and rushed at the end. You always crunch at the end. It's it's never not that. Yeah, there's、never、always a crunch. crunch. So yeah, there's always a crunch. So if there's going to be a crunch, that crunch maybe is a month earlier, and then you can say, well, we we're planning on having a month later, so now we can polish for another month that we didn't think we had.、Um, so I think I think. Letting people know what you're working on isn't always necessarily the best, but having a, a strong deadline that you set for yourself is super important. Even if you haven't told anybody about it, like knowing that I have to be done by X date、um, is important for actually getting it done and like forcing yourself to put something out into the world. Marshall, yes, sir. We had the first episode of Constructive Done, July twenty ninth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't good enough, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a teaser, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll put it out. No. No. Okay. It's too serious. 
we're not those people. It wasn't that serious, it, though. It Have little, you seen like, it, Brian? Uh, I think I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. It's pretty fun. No. Oh, yeah. The There's you finger put guns. It, There's you, finger guns. You put it in the... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the only part that wasn't like... <laughs> Weepy. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, no, it was earnest. We just really want to help the, people. The problem was that it was too earnest. It yeah. wasn't too serious. It was too earnest. Um, it should be earnest without the A. Yeah. So earnest. I, I don't earnest really goes to constructive. <laughs> I don't really care what Bryn last gave up on. So let's move on to the next question. <laughs> well, I think it's I interesting. Does, I I have kind of a question. So it sounds like everybody. Uh, oh shit! I know. I did g- actually give up on something. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off, but I actually have given up on something. Well, no, that question. Go for it. I'll yeah, ask answer. the question after. Uh, so I had a little side project I was working on with a friend. Uh, uh, I don't really want to get into it, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah, but that's, it, that's probably a good answer. But it, but it, uh, we Knowing had project an engineer attached and. Um, it was me doing the design, this kid doing the engineering, and her doing a lot of like uh, the, the content management stuff. And it ended up being uh, the engineer kind of fell off the map, and neither of the other of us like it was a lot of work, and neither of the other of us really like pushed him to get back to us or anything. So it kind of just withered and died on the vine. Uh, um, and you gave up. And and I have probably five other side projects I'm working on right now so that was just one of them I was like okay if this one goes away I have more time for video games well how did, how did you approach that because you were very excited about it yeah I still think it's a solid idea but god it'd be, it's going to be so much work just to get an MVP out there uh, it, it was just it was so daunting and I, the engineer was kind of junior maybe if we got a different engineer on it would be a different story but um, yeah I don't know okay hmm. yeah so okay to you Sarah uh, so the question I was going to ask was, it sounds like everybody needs kind of a deadline to keep them on track. Have you yeah. have you guys ever experienced a time where you didn't need a deadline to get a project out there? When the nope. thing wasn't External important. External pressures are very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, so f- the first specifics is the only one I've actually shipped. I've got another one in the can that is ready to go. I just need to finish the illustrations on it. But yeah, did it, you plan the first specifics? Uh, basically, Sam and I recorded an episode of Immutable where I said it was already out. And I had to release it by that date. Yeah, I remember ah, when you did that to yes. yourself. Yeah, I, I shipped the whole no, thing in like three three days or something like that. I feel like this is one character flaw that I the, wish I it, could. And it was successful. Yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I w- I wish I could be accountable to myself, but I find yeah. that I'm only successful when. I know that by not doing something, I'm going to let someone else down. I know that uh, you didn't answer that last question. By the way, what was the last thing you uh, gave up on? Uh. Love. Wow. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Was that too real? Was that too real? This is another TMI. That's actually. TM. TM. Actually, you know what? That's my answer. dazzle, though? That's my answer. I haven't given up on it. I've just tabled it for a year. Put a pin in it. We put a pin in it. Yeah, yeah. I was working on like a. Dazzle is too good for this world. Yeah, I went through this phase of like just building this tool like crazy and fucking live streaming building it and stuff uh and i never did anything like oh that. how many times did you live stream twice spectrum is it spectrum uh, something uh no spectrum that's another thing to bring up uh, by the way yeah let's not get into that okay let's let, let's get into Any, that anyway was oh, this a thing we were whiteboarding that one time uh sort of yeah that yeah. was something else oh. that was 
Okay, this is really fun content for people. We do a um, lot of side projects. I mean, I think that's the thing that yeah. maybe so people this, don't realize. This, yeah. But yeah. this is the point. We spend a lot of time at my kitchen counter <laughs> yeah. trying things out. Yeah. I, Let so Brian I want to get into a couple things. So the first thing I want to say is I wish that I could fix that about myself is the accountability and just having like an intrinsic motivation to finish the thing. But I find that more often than not, uh, I know that if... I'm going to let Bryn down by not doing a thing. I'm going to do it. If I'm going to let Sarah down by not doing a thing, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I could be not like that. Well, this is why I showed you the thing that I'm working on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this weird balance of like talking about the things that you want to accomplish and having someone that you trust that you also don't want to let down. And I I feel that way at work. Uh, My teammates, like I would never want to let them down. I probably wouldn't have shown you that if if you hadn't been over at my house when I was working on it. I think this is part of that like telling people beforehand thing i think if you tell one person you don't get the full dopamine rush but you get some and you're like oh this is something i should pursue Mm -hmm. right like this is like early like beta user testing yeah Mm -hmm. i I intentionally haven't showed you it yet i saw it okay well i was intentionally not trying to show it to you because i want to i want to polish it more and then show you a more polished thing i get the shit and get feedback on that yeah yeah. because i've soiled brian yeah show me the shit Brian is ruined Brian's, to me now. He knows U- too much. <laughs> Brian's a UX boy. He wants to see the patterns. He doesn't care about the actual refinement. No, serious. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious. Like I've I've kind of sullied you as a as a true um, <laughs> feedback. No, you're laughing, but I'm serious. Like yeah, yeah. you you know too much now. Um, now I have to kill. Yeah, you. I have, now I have to kill you. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah. um, but there there's a huge advantage to having fresh eyes on something. I want to go into another topic. Uh, Do it. Since this episode is flying by, we have like 15. Uh, it's we, been we, 50 minutes already. Yeah. Well, it's been, well, can it's I mention, been 50, Can no, I mention really minutes. quickly? Okay. Yes, before please. we move on to the next topic, I, I want to um, just mention something really quick. But it sounds like, okay, so you guys all seem like you're more motivated by external factors or mm-hmm. external pressures from Wouldn't you say you are people. too? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, but most of the time it's more internal for me. I'm more of like a, I will probably beat myself up if I don't finish it. Hmm. So that's a heavy motivation for myself. Just sit down and think about it. I'm also one of the people that needs to get inspired by something to do it. You're one of the most consistent people I know. Like you ship things day in, day out. Well, yeah, but I I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of why... I am that way, but I find it very, I mean, I'm also don't want to let people down, but that's not something that's like driving me to do it. It's more like, oh, you just need to like factor this into your day. But if you want to actually do something like a side project, I'm like the type of person that's just like, nope, this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it. Go. Prioritization. Yeah. Sequencing. And if I don't accomplish it, then I just internally beat myself up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I die. (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, and then I'm like, "Well, inside. you suck today." <laughs> that got real harsh, real I'm quick. Like, you <laughs> you suck today, Sarah. But try again next time, Slugger. And then I give myself a little like, <laughs> and, I give myself a little like tiger. punch in the yeah, chin. I, I give have, myself a little like metaphorical like nudge in yeah, the chin. Like, I have a very like good, 40s father son internal monologue good going on. Try, <laughs> good good next try. Time sport. <laughs> you suck today, Champ. but take a nap, go to sleep, wake up tomorrow. Will nice be a work, better day. Slugger. You tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Next topic. It's all the same topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all the same topic. Next question. Uh, Side side projects. Um, a a lot of people do them, and uh, we also recommend them to people as a best way to build. Especially, I find portfolio. I find that here in 
Silicon Valley, San Francisco, we're surrounded by people that have this insanely frantic energy to do shit. Um, mm-hmm. And a question that people... Frantic is a very good word. Yeah. A question Desperate, people almost. ask quite a lot is, how do you manage time or how do you find the time? It'd be cool to hear your tips or thoughts on how you actually focus and manage your time and also be happy and mm. have a good life. Mm. Uh, that's something that I struggle with. I'll go. Say yes, Sarah. Uh, my day consists of lists. And I don't just list out the things that I need to do for work, but I list out the things I need to do like around the house. I write in like, you need to work out today. You need to take Roxy for a walk today. All of those things. And as soon as I like check those off, then my day is done and I feel accomplished and I'm complete. But it's not just work stuff. It's not just Mm what I need to stress that point because I used to do it where I would just write in the work stuff that I had to do for the day. And I would get so frustrated because at the end of the day, I would be like, great, I accomplished this, but I feel like junk because Mm. I'd be like, I forgot to do the laundry and I needed to do the Mm. laundry today because I need that one shirt for tomorrow and now I don't have it. And that super sucks. This is Mm. something I struggle with because I write down all my tasks for work, but not for outside of work. Hmm. Um, you should try it. And, I'm and telling you, dude, it is that I nice. share my work to-do list. And if I have to separate to-do lists, I won't look at the other one. Yeah. I write, I just like make a master list of like, here are all of the things, all of the things. Wow. And then I go through it and I prioritize and I say like, okay, you can do this, but this is going to take you like two hours. So make sure you leave two hours here and you need to get to yoga today. You got to do it because you feel like junk. Slugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you feel like junk because you didn't do that. You like edited poorly this one episode or something that's bothering me. I'll be like, you just need to like decompress and unwind and tell yourself it's okay. And I have a hard time telling myself that it's okay unless I'm uh, unless I'm working on something and something that's not work stuff, but like sweating yeah, or yeah. something physical. Mm-hmm. So going to yoga class is a great way to do that for me because they say, don't, don't think about anything. Be in the moment. Be here. Just focus on what you need to do next or like focus on what I'm saying to you. Yeah. And only think about that. So it's very much, it's like allowing myself to say like, it's okay to not think about how you have to call your mom in an hour. <laughs> it's okay to think about, to not think about what you need to make for dinner mm-hmm. or like where you need to go next. Just hold your arms out, man. You just got to hold that. Just hold your arms out. You need to stay in Warrior 2 now and hold that pose. <laughs> no, I know exactly. I was wondering where the about. arms being out go. <laughs> okay. You don't do Warrior 2? Apparently not. He's a first level warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Level mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Although I did find myself, I started getting more into video games again since we got the Wii U yeah. and playing uh, Zelda Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. So I found myself in so a yoga good. class being like, I just want to leave so I can play some Wind Waker. I'm so <laughs> excited to play some Wind Waker. I'm going to beat this boss. And it's going to be so awesome. Marshall. Yeah. How do you manage time? Uh, well... Uh, my mom would love Sarah because my mom is a huge list maker. She writes everything down. Um, I, I used to do that. I don't do that as much anymore. I mostly keep mental lists. Um, but on NBC. they had the mentalist on NBC. 
I'm, I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to make the, the joke because I didn't think anyone would know what I was talking about. <laughs> this is I why you two work so well yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. We make jokes that only the two of us understand. Um, you guys get each other, though. That's the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... You got, hey, stop hugging. Stop. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, no kiss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no um, kiss. So, uh, man, as far as side project stuff goes... What most of the time I spend working on it is um, after work, obviously, I'll come home, eat dinner, and I'll do like uh, boyfriend life stuff, right? But Virginia falls asleep around like 9.30 or 10.30, somewhere in there. So, and I stay up to like two or three. Oh, step one, don't sleep. Uh, that's that's step one <laughs> to getting shit done. Yep. Um, if we cured sleep, I'd be so happy. Right? Uh, yeah, if I never had to sleep again, we I would never sleep again. cured sleep. <laughs> it is. Yo, it's, it's a, a debilitating disease. <laughs> disease. Debilitating. Um, so, I could get so much done if I didn't have to wait this eight hours a day. But I, I uh, often what will happen is I'll start working on a side project and put YouTube or a movie or music up and just like sit on the couch and work. And then it's three o'clock in the morning and like, Oh, I should probably go to sleep because I have work tomorrow. But, um, it's usually I'm, I'm multitasking either, you know, letting a playlist go or a, a movie go or something like that in the background and just plugging away. Um, and usually I find this, this goes back to the, to the, you got to start thing is like once I, once I get the computer on my lap and, Start working on something. Yes, I'll yes, see a problem. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll see a thing and be like, oh yeah, I wanted to work on this thing and and solve this problem. And then, oh, well, this thing, other thing. The 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 thing that drives me the most, um, both at work and and uh, my uh, side projects is there's a problem I haven't solved. Like, what does a setting screen look like? Oh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it much yet. Oh, let's, you know, this is, this is an unsolved area of the problem or like, or even something that I've done. I've done something since then that will inform a better way to do that thing. I've already finished and go back and be like, okay, now having this new knowledge, how does that change this stuff? And I'll start moving stuff around. But, um, the, the biggest drive for me is like the, uh, unsolved problem. Hmm. The unsolved problem. Brent, how do you handle working outside of the office? Uh, when, um, when your work overflows from YouTube to home? It usually does. Um, this is something that came up with the whole Facebook UI kit thing. Yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm a manager, so I'm... Uh, I'm a manager who also makes mocks. So I, I sit in meetings. A mock manager. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it doesn't really count. I'm an imitation of a manager. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I I sit in meetings all day for the most part. I might get a, like an hour or two at my desk during the day, but I still have to produce, you know, mocks for engineers. So that happens at home. Um, so yeah, if I'm not doing a side project, I'm doing I'm doing work while I'm watching a movie or you have it on the background. How do you look at that? How do you how do you think about that? Is is that something where you should be able to find time during your day or is that something where that's just what you expect? Yeah, like, is that okay? So, something that came uh, up from the okay? whole Facebook thing is like, should should companies expect that of their employees? Um, uh, I think I'm weird and yes. I, you can attest, and I... I probably work more than I should. And, um, 
I, I think in this town there's a there's a general like we were saying earlier desperation or yeah. like you know frantic nature of like I'm young I only have so many years and I need to get as much work out of these years as possible because I'm gonna get old soon and then if I'm old I can't make money and then I'll be poor and well, then I'll there's, die there's also um, like I want to retire early like, yeah, or, or that, yeah, or, that or whatever. Or yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's my fear. Is like I'm going to be irrelevant soon. I need to like establish myself because yeah. uh, when I'm 40, the millennials are, or like you know the kids aren't going to give a shit what I think, right? Um, the, the Marslennials. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it'll be a different generation by then. But um, yeah, I think the I, I think a lot of it for me is just the the um, well, ever since turning 30, I think about death more, but like the the unstoppable march of time and like i'll only have uh, <laughs> like i'm saying serious things and you're laughing but like like I, the unstoppable march of time is just such a funny phrase it's 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 it true it's true. like inexorable there there's um like man i moved here 5 years ago it feels like yesterday right yep. and it's been 5 years that's you know 5 years like that's all of high school and then some. And high school felt like it took forever, mm-hmm. right? So, We've been here three years this month. And it, it feels like it's been like no time at all to me. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think that's true of everybody that I talk to. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a common thing. But it, it's, there's a, there's, I've done so much in these five years, mm-hmm. but also it flies by. And I know that from talking to my parents and other older people, like that only gets worse. <laughs> you know, like um, I think part of this is new experiences, Right. I don't know if you guys heard this is a little bit off topic, but um, the reason that time flies more when you're older is because your days are more similar. And when your days are more similar, you have fewer things that are unique to remember. When you're young, it feels like days are very long because everything is new and you have a bunch of unique things to remember, which makes you think that there's more things that happen during the day. The days are just as long now, but because you have the same routine every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year, it all kind of blurs together into a you know a thing that happened right um is that more or less reason to not be working so much well, the, well this is why i do the side project so it's like i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna work until the day i die you mm-hmm. know like this is this is what makes me happy if i wasn't doing something i'm sure you guys are all the same way like if i wasn't doing something i'd go crazy if i didn't absolutely mm-hmm. love it i wouldn't be doing it right yeah I'm, i would I'm do this shit for free that. Yeah. i just happen to get paid for it's it. so much fun <laughs> yeah. Hear don't that, tell Google. my employer. Don't, don't, don't tell my employer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, and I think that's what makes a good designer or a good anything is like if you would do it for free and you can find somebody to pay to do it, like uh, that's that's the right place to be. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've been talking a lot. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> Brian asked a question at some point. You and work. I your, stop. You do the same thing, Sarah. What do you mean? You work all the time. Oh yeah. You work weekends, you work nights, you work mornings, you work uh, all the time. Yeah, but I guess I mm, it's different though because I'm I'm a contractor. I'm not emplo- I'm not really employed by a company. So I feel like it's just I I take time off when I need it and mm-hmm. sometimes that's the middle of the day mm-hmm. and sometimes that's yeah. A couple of days in the middle of the week. Sometimes that's but like a week. It's weekend. like fits in spurts, right? But that's, yeah, but that, it's not a it's not consistent, which is mm-hmm. great, and I love it because then my days are always different. Like, I have two questions for you mm. because this is really interesting to me. Um, first is, do you feel the hustle more because you're working for yourself? Yeah. And okay, and you could talk more. The second is, um, <laughs> uh, 
What is it like having your office be your home? Oh, mm, interesting. Um, okay, so I'll start with the first one. Uh, do I feel the hustle more <laughs> being a con- That being is contractor. how I feel about the word hustle as well. <laughs> a contractor who works for herself. Yeah, yeah meaning, yeah, meaning right, like right. you can't just kind of like do your job well enough and you know the salary is coming in. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yes, you, you, but. You make the money specifically. Yeah. The money. Yes. You sell that the money. ads that okay, pay you okay. money. Yes. But <laughs> thank you for making that clarification. Yeah. So I make the money for spec mostly. I well right now all of it, yeah. But <laughs> uh-huh. yep. She's so but, humble. Like she didn't want to give herself full credit at first. You do it, it's good. Take credit for it. Uh so <laughs> um I just wanted to do it. I thought we could get Sarah cut that out. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. I just had to good, I don't know, it sparked something weird. Um <laughs> label blabble. The kids in the pudding <laughs> Name this episode Bad Cosby Impressions. Uh okay, anyway, so <laughs> Um, yeah, when I, I had a really hard time when I was working for companies of one, I have an authority problem. Mm. So that gets really hard for me because I would have managers that would try to tell me what to do. And the second I would kick back and say, but this is how I think we should do it. Um, or this is how I want to spend my day, or this is how I want to prioritize my day or go about, or like go after things Mm -hmm or questioning them or asking them even questions about uh, different ideas or opinions or 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 looking at something a different way was always hindered when I worked at a job. Mm-hmm. So, and I never had any good managers and I never had any good work experiences. So, I have always just kicked myself to say, okay, you just need to carve your own way. You just need to carve your own path because you're not getting the support you need from the people around you and nobody cares and nobody wants to try and look at it in a different angle. Like I remember my first job when I was in, uh, or when I worked in a wedding industry, they, there was so much history in that place. It was amazing. It was astounding. We had, we had wedding invitations from the early 19, not 1900s, but like when they first started in the sixties, we had wedding invitations back there in like a dusty closet. When the company started. Yeah. That was just, stuffed away and there was so much history there so i pulled out a few of the boxes and started going through them and looking at them and saying wedding invitations are the fucking same like we haven't changed at all why aren't we changing look at all these look at like the only difference are the pictures of the people which are hilarious <laughs> by the way and, and if they were spoken they'd have a totally different yeah like, and it was like welcome to our anniversary <laughs> and it was ridiculous You're invited so, cordially to our wedding <laughs> seriously <laughs> And so this I, week on Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, <laughs> our heroes find no. Um, so I took so I took some of the invitations that I'd found, and I walked up to a woman who'd been there forever, and I started asking her questions about: Do you remember when these were popular, or why were these colors popular, or why were roses so popular, and why did we have images on wedding invitations anyway? And so she dug into the history of a lot of it or, oh, we did that because um, we did pictures on wedding invitations because a lot of 
um, the Mormon community would invite entire churches. And a lot of the times the churches were so big that you wouldn't know who the people were in writing. So it was good to have a picture so they could uh. put a face to the name. And I was like, who, who, else, who knows that in this company? Who knows that little bit of information, that little bit of history? Or, or, why, or why do we have two envelopes to the reception? Nobody would listen to me. Everybody was like, oh, just because. That's not a good answer. So now it's yeah. subjective. Now you answer those questions yourself. You have to set your own rules. Is that harder or easier? I think it's easier because then I, I have the opportunity to dig in a little bit more. Um, and two, I've finally been able to find a team that respects me enough to ask those questions. Are you stressed at all about it? Uh, sometimes. I mean, I get more stressed about money and maintaining the company and growing the company and the next steps. But ah, then, the old co-founder problems. Yeah, but then the <laughs> but then but then I always find it easier. Like that's why I do yoga a lot is because when I do get really stressed out, I can really get myself into yeah, a frenzy yeah. and like work myself up until I start crying. So, Jesus. which is fine, but it's not healthy. Yeah. So when I find myself spiraling like that i'll just say you just need to take a break you need to leave you need to walk away you need to go get some perspective you need to do yoga or you need to sweat or something see it's interesting because to marshall's second question like when that happens to me i want to just go home but mm -hmm. here ah. you don't have that luxury you work from home mm -hmm. yeah How, is that okay for you yeah i think it's great uh the other the nice thing about working from home is we have an upstairs we have a downstairs. <laughs> so if I get really stressed out I, downstairs, you, I can go upstairs. You did used to really stress there. about it. But I did used to get really stressed about yeah. it. Um, I don't know why I'm not very stressed here. I love working from here. Mm -hmm. This is like my favorite thing. And I know that I can leave whenever I want For to. a while, you only worked in the studio too. Yeah. It was nice to have like the studio as a place I worked in here today. I worked in here today because I started working out in the kitchen and then I started looking around and I was like, this is too much space. This is too much <laughs> space and there's so much there's too much light and I can't I just need to find like It's a too place. nice in here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's too big because we've got a really open floor plan yeah. in our kitchen. So it's just open. The kitchen and the living room are both yeah. wide open. Like one big block. It's a loft. Um and I don't know. I some days I really enjoy working out in the kitchen, and some days I really am more productive if I'm in the studio. Today was mm -hmm. one of those days where I just. But you have to recognize that too. You can't try to force it. You just mm -hmm. have to accept it and say something's weird. You can't focus. What's going on? What's happening up here? Like so there's what? no like explainable pattern. It's just like a feeling. Yeah, it's just. I guess yeah. Follow your heart. Well, I think two it's stacks, more just like stacks. trying to be aware of the situation you're the in too, right? It took me a long time because I would beat myself up for being like, you need to focus, you need to focus, you need to focus. But it, as soon as you stop and you step back and you say, what is it that's happening to you that's making it hard for you to focus? Is it the situation? Are you thinking about something? Is that some? Does that something need to be... Does that something need to be something you need to deal with now? Yeah. Um, I yeah. I, part of the reason I started working on this side project, I want to learn Swift and stuff like that. But 
I'm trying to keep my mind off of this election and a lot uh, of like yeah, that uh, ends tomorrow. Good luck with that side project. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll just quit. It ended uh, yesterday when people hear this. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's true. We'll know. They'll know. We'll know. Time traveling. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, like whatever Thank stress. Thank God Hillary is... Clinton won, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. the the stress of yeah, whatever it happens to be in life for me right now, it's this election. But yeah, like you can disappear into your work and for a couple hours forget, and then and then you get that mm. pit in your stomach. You're like, why? Why am I? Oh yeah, right. That thing that is stressing me out. But I forgot about it for a couple hours while I was thinking about this problem. So uh, you hmm. working on your side project gets you out of. The reality, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an escape. Oh, very cool. Basically, everything I do is an escape <laughs> in some form. Uh, we're running out of time, Bryn. I want to hear your tips uh, for how you manage time because you're sitting here looking like you're about to fall asleep. It is uh, 11.05 on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no doubt that you've been working all day long uh, <laughs> every day for the past several months. So. How do you do it? <laughs> Zero time management. <laughs> it, I mean, if I, if I was better at time management, I wouldn't be working nearly as long. I think that's really like <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most. Is, like, I know I could do better with this if I sat down faster and just started working on the thing. To Marshall's point, um, that would get me a lot further. If I was more specific about where I chose to do work, to Sarah's point, that would be very helpful. I tend to choose to work where people can see me, which I like is more for other people's benefit than my own. Like I want to appear productive in other people's eyesight. So especially inside a company, I want people to know that I'm working on things because a lot of times my role doesn't have the same amount of visibility as other product roles do. So staying in, in other people's like line of sight, doing something productive is really valuable, even though I'm less productive there. Is that ego? I don't think so. It's it's. I think it's been it, your question twice it, in two different contexts. It very easily could be. I think I think of it as trying to be more communicative of how effective my work is in. But it's n- ego is. A, it could be the right way to put it. <laughs> it honestly, I, I, aren't you fooling yourself then? Well, my work has been very effective, like statistically. Um, but it's it's also like. I have undercommunicated the amount of work I've done previously. And so people didn't know what I was doing. And I spent more time communicating that. Um, so this is my way of mitigating that, but I'm not sure it's the right solution. Um, I think that's interesting because I think striving for visibility is quite poisonous mm-hmm. for the exact reason that you just said is that it's being visible for the wrong reason. And as a result, mm. you end up being less productive and There's actually being less valuable. Plenty of that. Yeah, the the other solution is basically saying like, I will show you the stats when I'm done. But that can be hard to sell people on. And luckily my stats have been great. So So, problem solved, but still. So you're you're having worked all the time and being tired is is not necessarily uh, a badge of being efficient. It's actually the opposite. No, I I think I spend way too much time being inefficient. And if I was better at managing that, I'd be much better. Like I think... Marshall and I sat out on on our couch chair combo talking for a while when we could have, we could have recorded an episode tonight. Yeah. That doesn't mean we should have. I think we could have though. Could have. We could have recorded a bad episode tonight. We could have talked less about each other's dogs and more about Mm -hmm. like shipping a thing. Yeah. But is that the most valuable thing we could do for ourselves? I I don't know. 
It's a choice in the moment. It's always just a choice I in the moment. I think there's a piece that says we would be less content had we done that. There's also a, an element that would be, I think, more satisfied with doing that. So it's like, I think that is a helpful thing in many cases. I think the other part of it too is setting up the environment beforehand, right? Because like when Marshall came over today specifically, it was set up like we would normally be living. Like, you know, nothing was moved around. It was just a house. But I think if you had walked in and the environment had been like the screen was dropped and all the lights were up up. and the cameras were up. We're talking about our film setting, which you can see in a photo that Brian took. Yeah, Brian tweeted. Thanks. I mean, would you, a good picture, if though. you had walked into that, would you, like setting the stage, right? If you had walked into huh. that, would you have felt like, oh, we're recording today? Or would Hello, you have? Marshall, with these, with these show business moguls now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no totally. I, I, I would have been triggered into a different mood Yeah, by that, for sure. That's what I try to focus on, too. Maybe it'll be helpful for you, too, Bryn. I don't know. But usually when I'm like... Mm-hmm having someone over or trying to get something done, I'll set it up so that I'm creating an atmosphere that is mm-hmm. the way I want it to be or mm-hmm. give a feeling of how I want it to be or setting the stage of this is what we're doing or this is how we're going to start things. You're very self-aware, Sarah, and I like that about you. <laughs> I try to be. Sometimes I get in the way of myself. You don't, we all. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, a really quick question. Yeah. Do any of you have a problem getting stuck on Twitter, social media, or the news in your day and then losing hours? Uh, yes. Yeah. News mostly. Sarah, the most common Bullshit. pattern that I go through probably 10 times a day is I catch up on all the tweets, close Twitter, <laughs> and then think, man, I wonder what's going on with all my friends and, and pals on the internet. And then I open Twitter. That's what, fucking, that's, that's his thought. What's, what's up? my friends and pals What's the, and, and or chums <laughs> my internet buds uh so yeah uh i'm actually trying to delete more and more apps that are like that uh but right now twitter has not hit the chopping block yet i think one of my most popular tweets of all time is close twitter new tab open twitter <laughs> oh dude oh yeah uh-huh. wait you use web you use like twitter on web twitter web twitter ios yeah yeah, Do you use Twitter on Mac? I tweet about on Mac. Uh, I use that too, but it doesn't sync well with Twitter for iPhone. It, swing, it syncs well with Tweetbot for iPhone. Not well enough. And Tweetbot for iPad. I tried. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think I do it differently. I force myself to take a break periodically because sometimes I'll just get in the weeds and I'm just hitting my head against the wall and nothing's happening. Wait, in work or in social? Uh, uh, in work. I'll, I'll be, okay. I'll be, I'll be stuck on a problem at work and I, I'm, my time is not being returned well as what far as like break look like quality. This uh, is something I encounter frequently. A break looks like me getting up from my desk, going outside and reading the news for five to 10 minutes and not thinking at all about what I was working on or alternatively getting away from the computer and just pacing outside. We have a really nice, like, woodsy area out back of YouTube. It is a very nice thing. And I'll, I'll like, walk laps around the, the walking path back there and just think and, like, mock in my head as opposed to trying to do it on the computer because if I put it down solid in the computer, it'll 
it becomes more real and less like blocks, flexible. Right? Yeah, it's less like plas- the plasticity is lower than if it's just existing in my head. We've been recording for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, not all of that will we've, be usable. We've Part been, for the course nope, for this group. Nope. Yeah. One hour and 10 minutes. Thanks, bud. Uh, <laughs> it's been a hoot. It uh, has. A hoot and three quarters. A hoot and a half. God anything damn it. You guys every wanna, time. Any, anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, no. Cool. Marshall? Like video games? Check out YouTube Gaming. That's it. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks constructive. For, yeah, constructive is going to be a thing soon. Yes. What? And, and also we're doing Pixel Pong this week. Yeah, Pixel Pong is on, on Friday. Friday. Yep. Uh, when is this coming out? Thursday? Wednesday. 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 Okay, yeah. So on, on Friday it is uh, Bryn and I will be hosting and we have... Raji King and Laura B versus Alice Lee and Nick Slater. Yep. Sounds gonna be like, good. That's Rock- your broadcasting live from YouTube headquarters. Illustration competition, killer lineup. Love it. Yeah, it's fun. We did we did one. The last fact month. that this lineup is as good as the last one is like mind blowing to me. That's mm-hmm. a good lineup. I think I think our production quality be, will be better this week. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All Yay. right, Marshall, Sarah. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Brian. Jinx, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Brian, buy me a Brian. Coke. Never. Brian. Okay. Well, there's one in there. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another cook. <laughs> that was episode 171. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Brian, for showing up. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, we know it was super casual, a little bit different than the format we normally follow. Let us know what you thought. Uh, we're, of course, on Twitter at Design Details FM or at Spec FM, or you can just tweet at any of us individually. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, for us, this is a lot of fun. It's a little bit of a break to just chat with our friends and see what's going on it's fun to have people whose job it is to well not really job but like who work hard to make the network work work so again network work 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 so again (laughs) let us know what you thought uh again we're on twitter at design details fm we would really really love your feedback because as we continue to get into uh close to episode 200 of the show we want to make sure that the format's fun and you're all taking away something good but we're starting a lot of new stuff Right? Like, we got to we gotta figure shit out. Before we go, of course, be sure to check out our sponsor, Wayno. They are our friends and a company that made this episode possible. We can't thank them enough for sponsoring. Their work is amazing. Their team is unbelievable. You should go check out their work at Wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. If you want some laughs, follow them on Twitter, their Instagram, their Dribble. if you need to get inspired. And if you want to work with that team, go to their website, Click the careers link in their header. And of course, be sure to tell them that we sent you. Yeah, they're pretty chill. So thank you again, Wayno. And thank you all for listening. See you next week. In the United States, alcoholic proof is defined as twice the percentage of ABV. The measurement of alcohol content and statement of content on bottles of alcoholic beverages is regulated by law in many countries. Okay. The term proof dates back to the 16th century England when spirits were taxed at different rates depending on their alcohol content. Spirits were tested by soaking a pellet of gunpowder in them. What? If the gunpowder could still burn, the spirits were rated above proof and taxed at a higher rate. What is this witchcraft? Gunpowder would not burn in rum that contained less than 57.15% ABV. Therefore, rum that contained this percentage of alcohol was defined to have 100 degrees proof.
I feel they, like if they is... threw a barrel of of alcohol into a river and it sank, then it, it was, was above. And they just the, the gunpowder gun test. And if it floated, it was a witch, and you burned it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in your belly. The gunpowder <laughs> test was officially replaced by a specific gravity test in 1816. She's a witch. Burn her. <laughs> She's I basically like, a duck. And what else? Ducks are witches. Like, I feel like Monty Python really missed an opportunity with that. <laughs> yeah. Very small rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Brian. I got better. <laughs> better. <laughs> Tis a but a flesh. She, a turned, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the next one. I got it's, better. It's like I got better. <laughs> Come on, man. My be- the best part was the uh, the... The Dark Knight, who is like, tis but a flesh wound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the Black Knight. The Dark Knight is Batman, you crazy person. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite color? Blue. I mean, yellow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of like Batman, uh, Monty Python. Kind of yeah. Those are horses, those are coconuts. I'm asking three questions. My parents are dead, but those are coconuts. Tis but a shrubbery. Tis but a shrubbery? Shrubbery. Yeah, you don't remember the shrubbery line? You must find us a shrubbery. A but, shrubbery! The number you, shall be three. But you, you, Not two or four, but three. You you combine you combine two Monty Python things though. We were combining Dark Knight and Monty Python. Yeah, now we're combining just multiple Monty. Oh, Python okay, gotcha, things. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, don't don't harsh sorry, our mellow, bro. Sorry, mellow, unharshed. Thank I you. apologize. Thank you. It's very un Bruce Wayne of you. <laughs> harsh that mellow. 